Thank you for joining us on History FM Radio on LiveParanormal.com and History.fm. From paranormal to the unexplained history, it all happens here. Looking to enhance your radio experience? Participate in live interactive chat 24-7 with our radio show hosts and other like-minded people on www.liveparanormal.com. The only interactive social chat room supported by full interactive media. Stop by now and join in on the fun. Dana Workman from Haunted Highway on Sci-Fi, and you're listening to The Ghost Host, Sophia Temporelli on LiveParanormal.com. Boom. This is Bill Murphy of Sci-Fi Channel's Fact or Fake Paranormal Files, and you're listening to The Ghost Host, Sophia Temporelli on LiveParanormal.com. Hey everybody, this is Rex Williams, the medic from Destination Truth, and you're listening to the ghost host, Sophia, on LiveParanormal.com. This is True TV's haunting evidence investigator, Patrick Burns. And ghost huntress author, Marley Gibson. And you're, you're listening, listening to ghost, ghost host, Sophia Temporelli. And Michael Perry. And we're here... Hello, we're here at the Ghost Host with Sophia Temporelli and Weekly Paranormal. Weekly, weekly at LiveParanormal.com. <laughs> this is Stefan Brigatti from Pacific Coast Paranormal, and you're listening to the Ghost Host, Sophia Temporelli, on LiveParanormal.com. She rocks. This is Christopher Sanders with My Ghost Story on Biography. You are listening to The Ghost Host with Sophia Tipparelli on LiveParanormal.com. Hi, this is Professor Lloyd Auerbach, parapsychologist, and you're listening to The Ghost Host with Sophia Tipparelli on LiveParanormal.com. This is author Alexandra Holzer. And you're listening to ghost host, Sophia Temporelli. Hi, this is Jeff Belanger, host of 30 Odd Minutes, founder of GhostVillage.com, and author of lots of your favorite paranormal books. And you're listening to the ghost host, Sophia, on LiveParanormal.com. Boo! This is Nick Groff, executive producer of Ghost Adventures, the original documentary in Ghost Adventures, season 1 through 10, and executive producer of Ghost Stalkers, author of Chasing Spirits, the building of the Ghost Adventures crew, and founder of NickGroffTours.com. You are listening to the ghost host, Sophia Temporelli, on LiveParanormal.com. Tune in. Hey, this is Zach Bagans from Ghost Adventures, and you are listening to the ghost host, Sophia Temporilli, on LiveParanormal.com. That's right, it's the ghost host show with Sophia Temporilli on LiveParanormal.com. And congratulations, Sophia, on celebrating over 11 years of broadcasting here on LiveParanormal.com and now GhostHunting.com, so you can listen at both sites as well. Feel free to call into the show, 347-202-0316. That's 347-202-0316. As well, feel free to jump into the LiveParanormal.com chat room. 
It only takes a second to get an avatar, and then you're part of the LP family here. Thank you, Rob Sirk, the site founder of Live Paranormal, for providing this format each and every week, and to all of our moderators. Guys, thank you for patching us through uh, at live events where we had no internet feed through the years. Thank you guys so much uh, for all your help through the years. Today, we welcome back psychic medium, animal communicator, healer, international author, GhostGirlParanormal.com psychic researcher, nurse, broadcaster with over 40 years of experience within the paranormal field who was featured on Travel Channel's Ghost Adventures Graveyard of the Pacific special as the Demon Seer, June Lundgren, everybody. She's going to be on the program. So everyone visit MysticConnections.org, DemonSeer.com, JuneLundgrenAuthor.com, NWParanormal.net, GhostsAndGirlsParanormal.com, DemonSeekerBooks.com, Facebook, June Kalras Lundgren. There's a fake account she let us know about out there. So June Kalras Lundgren on Facebook. Ariel Demon Slayer also, too, uh, just added on Facebook as well. Twitter and Instagram at June91C and at June Lundgren at Ghost and Girls. Upcoming, we have renowned musician, artist, author, audio healer, and channeler David Young will be on the program next Saturday, the 22nd. Author Rob Gutro will be on the program uh, promoting his latest release, Ghosts of England. That's going to be November 5th. Bentlight Communications founded, uh, founder, SETI researcher William Lawrence will be on the program on the 12th of next month. And then Lorraine Warren Foundation director, PERS founder, investigator, and empath Bill Slevin will be on the program on the 19th. You do not want to miss any of these upcoming broadcasts. We have other people securing their guest spots too as well, and as well as networks uh, for their promotional series. So like the ghost host on LiveParanormal.com Facebook fan page to learn of the guests as we learn of them real time. Tonight, starting on Live Paranormal at 7 p.m. Eastern, Beyond the Screen and Ghost Light Radio, as well as Chip Coffee Weekly, uh, monthly here, actually. He's uh, used to be weekly, monthly here. Chip Coffee of Amy's Paranormal State, Psychic Kids, and uh, Kindred Spirits going on Season 2 right here, as well as Ben Hansen, Amy Goodwin, David M. Roundtree, Stefan Brigatti, Andy and Michelle Kopic, Ken Gearhard, and many more right here on this very network. And archive shows, they're available immediately following the broadcast as free MP4 iTunes downloads on the homepage of Live Paranormal. But let's bring on the get, the uh, host here, Sophia. Try to unmute you there. Well, congratulations on over 11 years of broadcasting. Thank you. I can't believe it's been 11 years. I know. You're doing a fantastic job. You've helped a lot of people. And congratulations. I mean, you have, you got your gift box there from the Travel Channel and Discovery Plus, and uh, that's up on uh, YouTube right now. You do you did a special unboxing. How was that? It was great. I used my Doug Dimmit knife, which is super cool. Um, the Doug Dimmit dagger is they listed online, which is, you know, that's real fresh. Yeah, yeah. It shows you opening all the good little stuff they sent you, all the treats for Ghostober and everything. Um, also, too, your Aunt Julie, she she actually, you know, she has the brain tumors, and, um, you know, they have actually shrunk this week, so perhaps all the prayers from everyone's helping, too, as well. Yeah, you know, Nina is a fighter, and she is already talking about making me walk 20 miles, so she's, she's got a lot of stuff she has to do, so... Uh, I know she's going to get better because who else is going to try and make me walk in ungodly lengths that I absolutely don't want to do. 
about her. So yeah. that's how I know she's going to get better. But, yeah, all the prayers for the warmth, comfort, healing, and strength she needs. And uh, apparently they're working on it. So that's that's really good news. And, uh, you know, uh, it's been, a, I know, a tough uh, couple weeks for all of the family. But you particularly, too, it's been really tough. But uh, you're doing really well as well, Sophia. Thank you. Well, she's like a second mom, um, except, you know, my mom doesn't try and make me walk ungodly lengths. So I appreciate that. <laughs> well, it's giving her a- focus so she wants to take you to massachusetts and everything have you walking around so that's good news i mean but you got these sites you got a lot of other things you got the twitter the instagram where can people find you these days yeah well first off i want to say if it's massachusetts or monterey it really doesn't matter where i am with her she makes me walk i'm not built like that that's why i'm a radio host i'm just not good at walking so sitting in a house and talking is much better for me um, yeah, so you can find me on awesome. Twitter at Sophia Tembrelli with one L and Instagram just at Sophia Tembrelli. Well, tell us about your guest, Sophia, returning. Um, June Lundgren is a psychic medium, animal communicator, healer, author, psychic researcher, and broadcaster with over 40 years of experience within the paranormal field who was featured on Travel Channel's Ghost Adventures Graveyard of the Pacific special. <laughs> she does a lot, so it's a mouthful. Everyone visit mysticconnections.org, humanfear.com, junelundgrenauthor.com, nwparanormal.net, girlsandghostparanormal.com, demonseekerbooks.com, Twitter, Instagram, at june91c, at junelundgren, at ghostsandgirls. Let's welcome her back into the show. She's busy. <laughs> june, thanks for coming Very on. busy. <laughs> thanks for having me. Yeah, I'm always busy. <laughs> Well, thank you Never for taking moment. time out of your busy schedule to come on today. Oh, I was glad to do it. You know, I always love doing your show and talking with you. Well, I mean, June, you do so much amazing work in the paranormal, but obviously everyone who starts in this field has a beginning. What kind of initially made you realize you had abilities and sparked your interest for the paranormal? Um, I was, I've always had abilities since I was a child. Uh, my grandmother would uh, watch as the animals would sit, gather and sit under my crib when I was a baby. And mm-hmm. she, they looked like they were, you know, I was talking to them. And as I grew older, she found out that I was talking to them. And she is a psychic medium. And she tutored me in, you know, how to tell the good ones from the bad ones and and how to <clears throat> talk to those who had crossed over. But she, Michael the Archangel, was all, has been with me since birth, so he's never far from me. So he taught me a lot as well. So I've always been interested in helping people with their paranormal issues, whether it's a ghost or just making the connection with a loved one that's passed on. But I've been doing that for over 47 years, so long time. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's amazing work you do. I mean, you really are so impressive with your abilities. I remember one time you were on, I actually asked you about my grandmother getting a dog because I never thought she would get one, and you exactly described the dog she would get a couple months later, and it was it was incredible because she was really fighting me. I did not think she was ever going to get one, and you said, yes, she will, and described the exact dog. I mean, that's amazing that you have that ability specifically with animals too yeah it's it's uh, i love animals i've always been able to 
talk to them mm-hmm. and hear them. You know, pe- some people get images, some people get you know, visions, some people just get words here and there. But I have like full-on conversations with the animals, which enables me to help them, you know, and to understand what's going on with them. And it's it's much easier. Once they get over the first initial shock that they can understand me and I can understand them, then it's like full-on conversation about what they want or what their problem is. Yeah, I mean, it's just amazing that you have that. I mean, especially, you know, there's so much that animals can pick up on that we can. I know in my haunted house, um, my pug could actually see the ghost. So, I mean, just understanding that, especially in haunted houses, has to be really useful. I, I think it would be really amazing to know what my dogs are thinking, but I also have chihuahuas, so it might just be really scary <laughs> to jump in their mindset. That's true. <laughs> they're, they have they're they're a they're a Great Dane attitude and a small little body. <laughs> oh my God, they're just horrible. I love them, but they're just awful, awful dogs. <laughs> yeah, sometimes they matter. <laughs> yeah, they just bark at nothing, and it's not even in ghosts you can tell. It's just like, oh, well, it seems like a good hour to start barking. Like, it's not. You don't need to do that. That kind of reminds me of kids in the way that they, they like the sound of their own voice. Oh, my God, do they? Um, but, I mean, you do encounter so many things, and I know specifically with your abilities that, you know, you actually shared some of that with Zach while you were on doing the Graveyard of the Pacific special. Can you tell the audience a little bit about how that came about for you and what transpired during that? Um, I was contacted. I had done an investigation in Astoria, Oregon, which about three months prior, and they contacted uh, Jeff Ballinger contacted me regarding, you know, my investigation mm-hmm. and what I'd seen during it and what I had done during it. And I was talking to him on the phone, and all of a sudden he heard this growling coming through the phone. And he's like, what is that? I said, oh, nothing. It's just oh. a demon. Just ignore, just ignore it. That's, that's normal, mm-hmm. <laughs> normal stuff. So I went on to go down there. Before I even went down there, I had an old demon connecting with me saying he had a message for Zach. And I'm like, and your point is? He says, you need to go Mm -hmm. because you have to give him this message. And I said, what's it to you? And he says, I'm the one who took his vision in the demon house. I'm that demon. Oh, wow. And then I'm like, all righty then. I guess I need to give him the message then. So I went down and we did like an impromptu investigation. And I told Zach what exactly was down there. I said, there's an old demon down there. He has a message for you and you need to heed his message. I said, he won't give it to me until you're there face-to-face, so to speak, with him. And mm-hmm. Zach's always concerned about his people that are working for him and and wanted to make sure that everybody was going to be okay. And I said, yeah, as long as I'm there, everybody will be protected. Don't worry about it. So we got down there, and, and I had told him before, you know, you don't want to see what I see because what I see is not for everyone. It will give you nightmares because I see demons in their true form. So mm-hmm. he kept bugging me, and then I'm like, okay, hold my hand. Do you want to see what I see? Hold my hand. So he grabbed onto my hand, and 
what you don't see in the episode is he told me he says he says it, it you know he says it was funny he said because at first there was this, it was beautiful there was this white white light and it was peaceful and then all of a sudden he says it was like a curtain that dropped down he said and I saw the demon chained to the wall and that's when he ripped his hand out of mine and I told him I said you know how's your back because that's your weak spot that's what they go for and I told him exactly what the demon said I said the demon's message to you is he can kill you in a moment I said he can stop your heart in a moment Mm-hmm. He wants you to stop provoking the, the demons. He says you're supposed to stop, and if you don't, he won't be. You know, he'll he won't be held responsible for what happens to you. And so that's what I exactly what I told Zach word for word. I said, don't provoke them. I said, know your limitations. And I find you know his. Uh, Corey, his producer, didn't want me to take out the old demon until after they had done their investigation. And I knew mm-hmm. that there was more than one demon there. There was a lesser demon, and there was a bunch of creepy crawlies running around the place. But I knew I could not leave that old demon there because that would be that would be asking for trouble. So I took so I sent the old demon home before I left, and then after they did their investigation. I went ahead and sent the others back. But it's, you know, they got plenty of, you know, they got plenty of evidence from the lesser demon and the little creepy crawly dudes. So, you know, but that, leaving an old demon like that in a situation like that is inherently dangerous because they don't have any qualms about reaching in and stopping your heart. I've seen it happen. That's why I know it's it's not something that you really want to leave in the physical world for it to wreak havoc. Mm-hmm. I mean, so that's that was amazing. That, yeah, that's amazing all that happened, um, you know, especially regarding Zach and the message the demon had for him. Um, I know you said that the Archangel Michael has been with you for a very long time. How did you go about learning to remove demons and, you know, process the fact that you could see them? Well, in when I, in 1988, I was riding my motorcycle, and a woman mm-hmm. ran a red light and hit me on my motorcycle. So I was clinically dead for two minutes, and that's when I went to the other side. And Michael and my grandparents were there, and Michael says, you need to understand who and what you are. He says, Ariel the Archangel resides within you. Your soul, your body was created to house her soul. He says, you're, you're, that's why you can see demons in their true form. He says, you're going to go back into the physical world and you're going to start doing what you're always meant to do, and that is to remove demons, to help mankind. And mm-hmm. next thing I know, I'm I'm back in my body. And... I had never heard of Ariel, so I looked online, and the only thing I could find about her was she, her name means Lion of God, and she's one of the five that guard the throne of God. But mm-hmm. what people don't know is she's a demon slayer as well, and she's part of the Legion of Light, which is which is a, a leadership group uh, consisting of Michael, Gabriel, Raphael, and her. So uh, when I I had my first 
you know, when I was in the military, I had seen a demon before, and that was the first time I interacted with it. It was trying to take the soul of a young man, and I told it, not on my watch, you're not. At that time, I didn't know what resided within me, but I knew that the, the demon looked fearful and left. So um, my brother had a problem with, my sister-in-law called me, and she said, there's something wrong with your brother. His eyes are turning black. He's growling. He's not himself. So she said, can you come down and help him? So mm-hmm. Michael, and Ga- Michael and Gabriel said, you know, we need to go down to help him. So I went down. They said, park in front of the, his house and get out of the car. And I'm like, okay. He says, I want you to call the demon to you. And I'm like, okay. I said, you got my back, right? <laughs> you know, I'm like, okay. Mm-hmm. And they're like, yeah, yeah, we got your back. Don't worry about it. So the demon comes through the so- the side of the house and comes out, and it's about arm's length away from me, and that's when it changed. Ariel came forward, and my consciousness went to the back, and I could hear and see through her eyes and hear what she was saying. She says, demon, do you not know who I am? And the demon looked afraid, and she reached over and she grabbed it by the throat, and she sliced, mm-hmm. uh, drew, drew her white light sword and sliced through it and killed it. And then she went. Then her consciousness went back inside of me, and mine came to the forward. And I looked at Michael and Gabe, and I said, "You guys did that on purpose." And they're like, "Yes, you needed to understand that whenever there was a demon there, that Ariel would come forward and slay it." You don't have to worry about mm-hmm. that. You don't have to be afraid. And I have no fear of them. I, you know, they don't, bo- you know, they don't, they don't want to bother me. Plain and simple. Mm-hmm. I just don't. I don't have any fear of them. You, you can't. It's a weakness. They'll find it and they'll use it against you. So ever since then, that was you know, 47 years ago. I've been doing removals. That's amazing. I actually didn't know that about um, Ariel, and I actually really interesting because there's a show on Netflix called Warrior Nun and they had um, the the first warrior nun same with Ariella and she would go around like slaying demons and so I didn't realize that that was actually based so much in truth because like the villain's name is Adriel and I don't know that much about like theology and stuff so mm-hmm. I'm that's fascinating to know, you know, that they have, you know, just shows like that that are based in um, truth to just yeah. There's, the a, there's a lot of basis and truth. Uh, the only the only uh, interesting thing is that uh, the Catholic Church uh, finds that she's not worship, you know, re- she's not to be reverenced because mm-hmm. she's not she's not uh, I guess she's not good enough. I always thought that, that was kind of funny. I'm like, she's good enough to slay your demons, but she's not good enough to be worshipped in the in the Catholic Church. Okay, fine. <laughs> yeah, that's very strange. And you know, it is. with you seeing seeing demons and stuff, and you know, just dealing with your abilities, how are you able to balance you know normal life um, with your nursing profession and you know family life and stuff with dealing with this? Are you able to turn it off? Yeah, you have to keep it. You have to keep it separated. I've been in nursing for as long as I've been doing this. You know, forty-seven years, 
and you learn to turn it off. You clo- basically you mm-hmm. close the door and turn it off when you're at work, doing, you know, taking care of patients and things. When I used to work hospital work, you know, uh, there, you would see a lot of demons. They would be waiting for people to die, as well as angels. And so I would quietly, I'd have to go into like the dirty laundry room or something and do the removal because I can't do it, you know, in a patient room or anything like that. I would just go ahead mm-hmm. and do it in a quiet place. But since I don't work in hospitals anymore, I don't have that issue. But um, I actually turn turn things off when I'm at work. And then the only time they'll come through to me, you know, Michael or the others will come through, is if there's some sort of emergency or, or something happening that I needed to know about. But for the most part, they don't bother me when I'm working. You, know, you have to set boundaries and limitations. You know, I came out of work one night, and here's this demon standing at the end of the road. And I'm like, it was like mid-November, and, you know, it was dark out because I got out 7 Mm -hmm. p.m., and here's this demon standing at the end of the road. And I'm like, you know what? You really don't want to mess with me tonight. I said, what do you think this is, the OK Corral or something? You're standing down there waiting for me? I said, if I were you, I would leave now or die. It left in a hurry. But, yeah, but I mean that's amazing. You get that sort of thing. You get that sort of thing because, yeah. like like people, you know, they think they're big and bad, and and they're not so big and bad. Once she comes forward, they want to be anywhere but where she is. Yeah, you're like I just worked a long shift. You absolutely do not want to go there with me. No, leave me alone. Thank you. <laughs> you're like I'm just trying to go home just let me eat my dinner <laughs> yeah yep. I mean that's amazing just that balance you have and for people wanting to develop you know psychic abilities and stuff what would your advice to them be well the advice is to be hyper aware um, to mm-hmm. there are there are a lot of things that you can get into that are not so good but to be hyper aware if you think you've encountered or you are encountering something that is negative, like um, a demon or shadow person or whatever, do not acknowledge it. To acknowledge it is to make it pay attention to you, to make it see you. And you don't want the demon to see you because then they'll take an interest in you and they may attach themselves. That's one of the first things I tell people when I'm lecturing, do not acknowledge If you want to increase your abilities, make sure that you always have your protection in place because any time you do tarot, any time you do a reading for somebody, any time you do ghost hunting, you open a portal to the other side. And you have to be able to close that portal. So before you even go, you say, you know, I'm asking for God's blessing upon this uh, communication, this investigation. And you go about your investigation, and at the end, you ask for God, you thank God for His blessing, and you ask that the the door be closed, the portal be closed. A lot of I can't tell you how many hundreds of thousands of portals there are open because of man doing investigations or doing EVPs or scrying mm-hmm. or you know it's it's incredible. I, I have closed so many; it's ridiculous. Right. It's just yeah. it's just crazy. I am I am actually mentoring people who want to mm-hmm. help with their abilities. I've started doing that recently. 
amongst my other stuff. Well, for people who do want to know more about developing their abilities, where can people contact you um, to learn from you? They can go to uh, demonseer.com, and there's a page for um, contact us. And uh, once you you send me the email, it will send an email directly to me, and I usually reply within 48 to 72 hours, depending upon, you know, I'm working six days this week coming up, so, you know. I don't have much downtime. Yeah, that's a lot. I mean, you you definitely I I would be tired all the time. So I mean, it's really impressive all you do, just not in the field, but just in your personal life too. I mean, yeah, that's that's a lot that you have to deal with. Um, but so amazing, you know, just all you can do. Uh, I do know we have a quick commercial break though, but we'll be right back with more questions and to talk about more of the stuff you do in the field of the paranormal. It's the Ghost Host Show with Sophia Temporally on LiveParanormal.com. Wow, amazing show. As we welcome back psychic medium, animal communicator, healer, international author, GhostGirlParanormal.com psychic researcher, nurse, broadcaster with over 40 years of experience in the paranormal field, featured on Travel Channel's Ghost Adventures Graveyard of the Pacific special as the demons here. It's June Lundgren, everybody. Uh, Visit MysticConnections.org demonseer.com and that's where uh, she says for contacting her too as well demonseer.com junelundgrenauthor.com nwparanormal.net ghostsandgirlsparanormal.com demonseerbooks.com and uh, she's on social media too as well and Facebook uh, she's handsomely uh, uh, set up a fake account so June Calrez Lundgren that's June Calrez Lundgren in the search field of Facebook for her uh, appropriate page watch the ghost adventures graveyard of the Pacific episode featuring June on discovery plus anytime it's the ghost host show with Sophia temporarily on liveparanormal.com we'll be right back with Sophia in June Hi, this is Dustin Perry, the Paranormal Rockstar, and you're listening to The Ghost Coast with the most, Sophia Temporelli, only on LiveParanormal.com. for joining us on History FM Radio on LiveParanormal.com and History.fm. From paranormal to the unexplained history, it all happens here. Looking to enhance your radio experience? Participate in live interactive chat 24-7 with our radio show hosts and other like-minded people on www.liveparanormal.com. The only interactive social chat room supported by full interactive media. Stop by now and join in on the fun. Bagans from Ghost Adventures, and you are listening to the ghost host, Sophia Temporilli, on LiveParanormal.com. Not only am I Dave Schrader, but I'm Dave Schrader of Travel Channel's The Holzer Files, and you're listening to ghost host, <laughs> Sophia Temporelli on LiveParanormal.com. I feel left out. I wanted to throw myself it's into your mix of, of voiceovers <laughs> now. I love it, you know. Uh, it's almost like we didn't leave break. 
<laughs> Poor Dave left out of the audio pipes there. I'm trying to unmute everybody. It usually means a lot of people are listening when there's a lag. In the, okay, I have Sophia and June back on. June, over the course of the show and listening to Sophia's voice, is there anything you pick up or gather regarding her? Um, she's got a lot of she's got a lot of people on the other side that are helping her. They're helping to further her career. They're helping her um, grow spiritually as well. And Michael says to te- Michael's Michael's here. Michael said to tell her that he is proud of what she's doing, and he says that this will continue for quite some time, and she should diversify. Yeah, good old Michael. He asks questions. He always has advice. Oh. <laughs> wow. he, he, he's enjoying what she's doing, and he says she's she's going in the right direction, and she's helping a lot of people. Well, that's nice. Thank you. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's amazing that, I mean, he came through right then. Um yeah, I mean, that's just incredible that you have that connection and stuff. And uh, I'm glad he's happy with what I'm doing and that, you know, that I have people yeah. on the other side looking out for me. Because I'm just a clumsy individual who needs a lot of help in person and spiritually. Well, it's, the thing is, you have, there's a lot of uh, warrior angels that are reborn mm-hmm. into the physical world right now. There are over 300,000 of them that are born in physical bodies. And Mm -hmm. you actually have a warrior angel within you. And her name is P-I-E-N-A. And she is a warrior angel that does communication. She's all about communication and bringing light into the world. Just because you're a warrior angel doesn't mean that you fight demons all the time. A lot of warrior angels are uh, philosophers, healers, uh, bringers of light, communicators, strategists. There's a lot of them. I've met over 3,000 of them in the last few years Mm -hmm. and helped a lot of them understand what resides within them and help them improve their abilities and things like that. I'm actually creating a book called The Angel Primer, and it talks about, you know, the the, the angels that are reborn into the physical world. It talks about what their abilities are, how they can help themselves, how they can protect themselves, and there's people have no idea what they can do. They haven't even mm-hmm. tapped a quarter of what they can do. It's like when I was young. I did things that I didn't even know I could do. And these days, everything comes natural. So it's just, and I'm trying to help others so that they can help themselves, so that they can protect themselves, so that they can bring more light into the world. Yeah, for sure. I mean, that definitely makes sense. I mean, literally all I like doing in life is making people happy. So. I, yeah. I could see that I would definitely have someone in me like that, not really like a fighter, because I'm more of like a, I'm a little bit of a chicken. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's it's just really that's all I want to do is just make other people happy. So it's good to know that you know that's kind of my thing. Um, yeah, that's that's her thing on the other side, like. and, and 
in the physical world as well. So you're doing everything well, in the right way. Thank you. And, yeah, I mean, it's amazing that you can, you know, sense that. And there's so many people, like, I didn't know that until you just told me. So I think your book is going to be so helpful to so many people. Do you have, like, an estimate of when the book will be released? Yeah, I'm hoping to have it released the first of uh, the first part of January of 2023. Well, when it is released, you're always welcome back on this show. Um, I do know you do have some books that are already released, so if you would like to tell the audience about those. Yeah, I just released um, my latest book in March, the end of March this year, called Demons Here, The Awakening. It talks about how the dark side actually works in the physical world. There's a lot of information that you wouldn't think and a lot of about how they influence people and situations in the world. There's a chapter on protection as well as a chapter on how to help yourself and where to find help. And Keith Johnson and his brother had, you know, had agreed to be in in the book as well to help, you know, people. A lot of other different mm-hmm. people so that you can go book to those individuals, say, like, you can. Oh, June? Yeah, your line's cutting in and out. I don't know if you're getting a call on the other end, but, yeah, it kind of, it's been intermittently cutting out just a second there. Yeah, it's, it's, we've been having problems with the, it's a home phone, it's a BOP, you know, so it's, oh, but, okay. um, yeah, yeah, so if you if you just, you know, in the back of the book there's that all that list of links to help people find their uh, to find help for negative entity issues. And I have a book called The Dark Side of the Paranormal. It talks about um the you know, the uh, giving away all the secrets of the dark side, you know, how they work, what they do, their weaknesses, their fears. And I have um Dark, I have Paranormal Encounters, book one and two, and I have mm-hmm. a, a romance story called Out of Time. It's also paranormal-based. And then I have a couple of children's books that I wrote years ago. One is Susie's Big Adventures, and one is uh, Petals, Golden Wings. So right. there's a lot of different books out there. And Demon Seekers, The Journey Begins, is is the first in the fantasy. of. There's going to be seven books. The second one should be out by December. It's called Demon Seekers Into Darkness, and it takes place in, um, the climax of it takes place in Stonehenge. I've been there a few times. It was a perfect place for the climax of the book. Wow. I mean, that's so much, I mean, you've written, and uh, your next book, I know. Um, Where, again, can the audience find them to go purchase your book? Yeah, you can find them on Amazon.com. They'll, you can either get them in ebook format or printed format, but they're there. And um, Barnes and Noble has them as well. And Ingram Books is the publisher, so you should, should be able to find them about anywhere. If you just put in June Lundgren, you'll find them. Well, everyone definitely make sure to check out June's books. And besides being an author, you're also a part of a paranormal team. Can you tell everyone about the teams you're a part of and, you know, how that initially started for you? Well, I started, I had 
been invited to join um, a paranormal team called Northwest Paranormal Investigative Teams, and mm-hmm. that was that was interesting. There was a lot of you know we would go to different places looking for ghosts and stuff like that and do investigations. But when it came to the dark stuff, you know, I didn't feel comfortable, you know, with investigating, drawing them into a dark situation. So I Mm -hmm. branched off and formed my own group called Ghosts and Girls Paranormal. There's just two of us because it, you know, I specialize in dark entity removal and it's not for everyone, and nor should it be, but I don't want to be in a situation where I have to worry about somebody. The girl that does it with me, my partner, she's she can't see them, but she can feel them mm-hmm. around. And she's, I never claimed to be, Ariel never claimed to be a diplomat. She's, she's like, I'm at the location, I want to kill demons, that's my whole focus. <laughs> Yeah. So, so my friend Wendy, she's the diplomat. She's the one that talks to the the people, the you know, that are involved in the situation, lets them know what's going to happen and and how I work and things like that. But um, I, you know, we do some investigation, but usually, if people have problems with something dark, they will get a hold of me through Demon Seer, and I can do removals. Uh, from a distance, I'd, all I need is a picture or an email or a phone call, and I'll know exactly what's there and remove it. I've done removals as far away as the Netherlands and Australia. Oh, wow. So it's it's quite interesting. It's really, you know, people can't believe it until their problem is solved, and they're like, oh, my gosh, mm-hmm. you know, the demon's gone. I'm like, yeah, I do good work. <laughs> And, and, you know, speaking of demons, um, I know there's a lot of debate in the paranormal whether, you know, something is a demon or just a really bad spirit. How would someone go about knowing, you know, in my previous home, the ghost is really bad, very fixated on me, um, very scary. I'm not sure. I think it's just a really creepy bad guy, which there's tons of in the world. But how would someone know the difference between, you know, a demon in their home or just a really bad spirit? Yeah, the the difference is with an earthbound spirit who is nasty in life and nasty in death. They mm-hmm. have you're gonna get you're gonna get cold spots. You're gonna get you know um, things like cold spots, feeling of heaviness, that sort of thing. But with a demon, you don't get the cold spots externally. You get the cold mm-hmm. like the core of your body is cold, and it has nothing to do with the 100-degree weather that you're standing in. And you get this mm-hmm. sick feeling in the pit of your stomach, and you feel nauseated, and you'll hear, you'll hear growling. You'll hear them speaking in Aramaic because that's the ancient language that they utilize so you won't understand what they're saying. Sometimes people mm-hmm. would say that it's a high-pitched frequency, like when I was, Billy Groff was my cameraman on Ghost Adventures, and we were talking, and all of a sudden he flinched, and he says, like, what's that high-pitched frequency? It's just in my left ear. I said, oh, it's a demon. Don't worry about it. I got it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but you have you have those things. You have that absolute fear, that absolute feeling of dread. With um, an earthbound spirit, they're usually 
attach themselves to an individual because they're trying to get either revenge or they're mad that they're dead or something like that. You can get rid of them with sage. If you just say a prayer and sage your house, you can get rid of them. But demons, no, 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 they laugh at you. If you try to sage the house, it ramps up the activity and makes it ten times worse because they know that you know they're there and you're trying to get rid of them. And the, and the activity will get worse, a hundred times worse. So that's the difference. Well, that's definitely good information for, you know, anyone to know whether they're just investigating or dealing with a home haunting issue. Because um, it is so difficult when you're going through that just to try and decipher what's going on and, you know, figure out what's there. I mean, the spirit in my old house was focused on women, so my dad really had no experiences with the ghost at all. Um, uh-huh. It was really just any female that was in there felt extremely uncomfortable and, you know, as the activity progressed was just lurking and following. And, yeah, yeah so it can yeah. be it's very difficult. And a lot of people automatically think if they have activity that it's something bad. But it's mm-hmm. not always bad. It could be your grandma. It could be your uncle. It could be your aunt. You know, it or it may just be a spirit that's go home. You know, that's that's. And there's not a demon, <laughs> and it's it's a member of the family or somebody that that wants to be heard or somebody that just wants to go home. You know, that's always that's always a nice change of pace for me. Definitely. And, you know, when you're receiving these messages, whether it is from a demon or an animal, are you hearing them verbally, like in your ear, or are you, how do you receive your messages? Well, all conversations are done telepathically. Um, A lot of times people will say, I heard this, or I heard that, or I saw this, or Mm -hmm. I saw that. But really, you're not actually hearing it with your ear, and you're not actually seeing it with your eyes. They are, you know, a a ghost or a demon can put an image into your mind and make you perceive them as they wish to be perceived. And when that happens, you know, you'll smell a smell, you know, you'll hear a voice or a growl, or you'll see something that's strange. This is, you're not actually physically seeing or hearing. It's all done telepathically. And as Michael says, it's so much easier for them to communicate telepathically. They consider verbal communication as a lower form of communication. So everything I do is done telepathically. It took me a while to understand that people want to hear what I'm, what I'm hearing, you know. Mm-hmm. If I go on on a um, ghost hunt or investigation, that I will automatically what I see, where it is. Oh, June, yeah, we just lost your line really quickly here. Oh, sorry. Oh, June, are you there? Uh, There you are. Yeah, I'm here. There, yeah. Um, Yeah, it's, it's, I just do most of mine telepathically most of my communication so I will verbally tell you the investigators that I'm in there with what I see what I hear and what they want so that they can be in the loop of what I'm you know what's going on 
Yeah, I mean, that definitely makes sense. And I mean, this was a recent discussion uh, within my family. But, you know, since you do have such a connection to the other side, how are spirits able to kind of manipulate the physical realm, uh, you know, by leaving like coins and stuff um, for, you know, as a sign that they're around a loved one? Yeah, it takes a lot of energy for them. But um, a soul mm-hmm. is a soul is is made up of complex energy. I when I see Michael, I see complex energy in an angelic form. But I with the human eye, the human mind, I can see the angelic form. But with the angelic eye, I see the complex energy, and they use that energy to manipulate objects in the physical world i mean it's really easy for them to do things with electricity internet your cell phone regular phone you know they do that sort of thing but um, physical stuff to move like a coin or a purse or whatever that takes up a lot of energy and they pull the energy from people from objects from you know even the air you know they can do Mm -hmm. that Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's so interesting just the way that happens. I know after my grandfather pa- passed away, my family is finding coins a lot. And uh, recently, coins started appearing again to a couple of my family members. Yeah, so it was just like a topic of like, you know, how, how are, you know, that has to take a lot out of them. And it's just like, how do they do that? It's just such an interesting thing, the way people can, you know, find coins like that or people will smell something after their loved one passes on. Yeah, it's a portation. You know, they can pick it up basically with energy and move it. I've had at one time I was taking my son to school and I was late for late getting him to school. I picked up my purse. I used to carry one of those big planners in it and it wasn't in there and Mm -hmm. I couldn't find it anywhere, nowhere. We searched for 10 minutes. And finally, I said, that's it. We have to go. I picked up my purse again, and there it was. So, I mean, and that's, yeah. not, that's, not, that's not lightweight. <laughs> no. Yeah. I, yeah, I think it's interesting, too, because most of the time when stuff like that happens, no one actually sees it being moved. So yeah. it's like, how, how does that work? Um, but <laughs> I know we're coming towards the end of the show. Where, um, June, would you love to investigate the most in the world and why? I think I would like to go on an investigation with at Stonehenge. Mm-hmm. I've been I've been to Campton Court. I've been to the Tower of London. I've been to the Cage, a medieval women's prison, and removed a demon there. It's but Stonehenge is totally different. If I could actually touch the stones, when I went the first time back in seventeen, for like thirty miles before you get to Stonehenge, I could see. Mm-hmm. Echo, echoes of encampments uh, that date back to before Stonehenge was even created. And then when I got there, I couldn't touch the stone, so I took off my sandals and put my bare feet on the ground, and I could see mm. them building Stonehenge. I could see all the things that happened during that time and since. And I'd like to be able to go there at night and to just touch the stones. Yeah, I mean, that would be an incredible experience. And finally, uh, since I don't want to, you know, have you cut off by the show ending, um, are there any websites, appearances, upcoming interviews, or events you'd like to mention? 
Um, I'm going to be speaking again at the Oregon Ghost Conference the last uh, weekend in March. And I'm actually going to start giving some YouTube lectures. But I'll let you know when I start doing that. But I'm about to retire from medicine. So I'll be retired before the end of this year. So I'll be doing my my paranormal stuff full time. Well, congratulations on your upcoming retirement. And, you know, the show is always open for you for anything you need to promote, your upcoming YouTube tutorials, your upcoming book release, anything. Um, so I do just want to thank you again so much for coming on today. Thank you for and having you me. For I military enjoy service. speaking with you. Oh, you're welcome. Five years too long. <laughs> wow. Yeah, and then you went straight to the demons. So it's like it didn't yeah, end for you. Yeah, straight to the demons. Yeah. <laughs> Wow, thanks well, so much, June. Thank you so much, June. Can't wait to have you back on the show again. Yeah, it was great to talk yeah, to you both. Help. All right. Yeah. Well, God bless you. Thanks, June. Take care of yourselves. God bless thanks. you, too. Thank we'll you. talk to you soon. Well, fa- fantastic show today, Sophia. Definitely. June is such a great guest, as always. I want to thank you all for listening. The show definitely would not be possible without all of you. Um, make sure to check out the unboxing on YouTube, uh, the Ghost Coast of Thieves Umbrella, and I will talk to you guys again next week. Bye. Yeah, the ghost host, uh, Sophia Temporally on Live Paranormal here, now on ghosthunting.com uh, too as well. Uh, but, yeah, for June, you watch Ghost Adventures Graveyard of the Pacific episode featuring June anytime on Discovery+. Plus. June Lundgren's books, as she mentioned, Amazon.com, BarnesandNoble.com, demonseer.com and she also has her books listed at demonseekerbooks.com upcoming we have renowned musician artist author audio healer and channeler david young that'll be next saturday the 22nd author rob gutro promotes his uh, latest release ghosts of england that'll be the week following on uh, november 5th bentlight communications founder steady researcher william lawrence on november 12th Ed and Lorraine Warren Foundation Director, Peers Founder, Investigator, Empath, Bill Slevin will be on the program on November 19th. It's the Ghost Host Show with Sophia Temporelli on LiveParanormal.com. Like the Ghost Host, Sophia Temporelli, uh, Facebook fan page to learn of the guests as we learn of them real time. Uh, we don't post a lot of other stuff there, so certainly do that. And fantastic show, everybody, and we'll see you next week. Hi, this is Debbie and Sion Ghost Adventures. You're listening to The Ghost Host with your host, Sophia Temporelli, on LiveParanormal.com. God bless you all. Thank you for joining us on History FM Radio on LiveParanormal.com and History.fm. From paranormal to the unexplained history, it all happens here. Looking to enhance your radio experience? Participate in live interactive chat 24-7 with our radio show hosts and other like-minded people on www.LiveParanormal.com. The only interactive social chat room supported by full interactive media. Stop by now and join in on the fun.